0: You're listening to the Arturnia Archives.
1: Enjoy. You're listening to a Savage Echo Campaign, a Savage Worlds game using the Saints and Sinners setting by Star Anvil Studios.
0: So on board the Leviathan, we are carrying a mob boss and a nuke, and somehow we're going to make it out of this. Oh yeah, Totally maybe alive and you know not to mention
1: (laughs)
2: that the guy who's drunk pretty much all the time is the one watching the nuke so
1: okay so during the trip which is going to be about six days is there anything that you guys want to do there is actually a mechanic a game mechanic in uh, savage worlds called the interlude where a random card is drawn to kind of give you a, a Guideline for what you want to talk about during trips and things like that, and uh, if you if you and and there's actually each each card suit has three different things that you can do associated with those card suits. Um, So, but I I just like doing freeform during trips because I think that uh, players get tend to get a little bit more creative. But if uh, if you want to look into that more deeply, then absolutely Absolutely. check out the Savage World World's Core Rulebook. That does sound
2: pretty fun, but I am also a fan of chaos. So,
3: yeah, we got this extra guy who needed to get off the planet. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be Crusher O'Malley. Yep, Crusher, mm-hmm. who was the owner of Luciano's re- Italian restaurant in T Tunnel uh, on Echo.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And Bruce had used Luciano's as a target for Baron Christensen. <laughs> the head of the monarchs faction within the syndicate to uh, leave really nasty karen-esque reviews of luciano's in baron christensen's name all over the the hypernet
0: and then while we were leaving the planet of course i also made sure that the monarchs ordered roughly a thousand pizzas from luciano's without their knowledge so you know, there, there's there's going to be a lot of pizza arriving at the arriving at the monarch's so HQ or whatever.
1: There's going to be a lot of people eating a lot of food, and it yeah. sounds but great. <laughs> and
0: I don't know who's going to pay for it or how, but it's not going to be me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, paying for it with well. cash is one thing, but that you're not going to pay for it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what is Crusher's story? I assume we would settle in in six days.
1: Oh yeah. He 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 asks if there's anything to drink because he's thirsty.
4: <laughs> all eyes go right to yeah. the doctor <laughs> Uh Well,
1: it all depends
2: on what day he uh, he brings that up. Because if it's by like day three, I think Kazrin's probably dry at that point because I don't think he prepped well don't, enough for a we, six day trip. Don't we have a functional still? We do, board? but those take time. Wait,
4: wait, wait. Is it <laughs> functional? Is the question. It, oh, it's functional. It'll brew something. Yeah. But will you That's still about have as eyeballs as it is, after, after you drink the you thing? No,
2: sometimes you got to take risks.
4: Uh, before before you uh, destroy Crusher O'Malley's eyeballs and liver with the still, um, over the course of the four days, Flint, having heard that Crusher is close to Baron Christensen in some ways, uh, is probably going to make very clear that um, that his current goal in life is to rid the world, nay, the universe of Baron Christensen. And however, that needs to be accomplished from a long range that flint is interested in making that happen and also will just stare at crusher o'malley unblinkingly as they say this uh with the overwhelmingly force of his personality With is not sociopathic i'm not playing panabon but it's definitely like <laughs> a little too monotone for a comfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. uh for comfortable human experience
0: so bruce having seen having witnessed firsthand the uh success of the stealth suit of the stealth suit or the camo suit last session um, he's actually going to try and dismantle his gyrojet pistol to gain an understanding of its innards because what he wants to do is he wants to build gyrojet ammo gyrojet ammunition using projectile weapons into the cuffs of the stealth suit so he can like Boba Fett style shoot rockets from his wrists
1: This doesn't sound dangerous at all. And where exactly would you like to do this at?
0: Um, I do want to note that one of Bruce's hindrances is that he is intensely curious. So, you know, he really wants to know how
4: this thing works. Historical question, isn't the gyroscope jet the one that got cracked and broken that no No. one seems to know about? We
0: don't know that it's broken yet. We know that (laughs) he attempted to fix it. And as far as he's aware... It's still fully functional.
1: There is in no way, shape, or form that the audience can hear the GM smiling. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think Bruce is going to do this in the cargo in the cargo hold. He wants to where all of his tool where he has lots of room and he can make a big mess and nobody will care. And he wants to tinker. He wants to do some 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 mechanical uh, playtime.
1: Okay uh cast uh i'm assuming that you're gonna try and get the still up and running and and uh making a batch
2: yeah that's what i'm gonna try to do and being that about halfway through the journey he'll probably run dry he's pr- probably gonna try to speed up the still process if that's even possible which i don't think it is <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise he's going to be dealing with the after effects of withdrawal so
1: Okay. Uh, Flint, besides the conversation with Crusher O'Malley, and Crusher O'Malley slaps his leg. He says, this Arusa, I love this guy. This this guy is great. Ah, an Arusa after my own art. You know what? If you can, if you can rid the universe of Baron Christensen, the better the universe would be. Oh, he's such a... He's the reason I had to leave Echo in such a hurry.
4: He is the reason that I ended up in this place which i have enjoyed murdering people but i have not enjoyed my prison term so i will gladly i will gladly see to his end if it is at all possible whatever roots and gods that there are in this universe uh but i'm also because i have worked security at the endless specter now for a few Weeks/slash months off and on, based on however long this campaign is actually taken in real time. And they never really figured out my name. One thing that Kaz doesn't know is that there's actually a small stock of booze in um, <laughs> in Flynn's quarters in one, of, in one of his aquariums, and he's actually going to take a bottle down to Bruce while Bruce is working in the cargo bay to further cement their friendship. And Excellent.
2: Meanwhile Kaz is sitting there desperately trying to get something be like I need my sex.
4: You remember do you remember when uh Flint tried to get Kaz to like wear that tuxedo the first mm-hmm. time we were going? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with alcohol.
2: So You know, if you really want to be Kaz's friend, it's through alcohol. I'm just drunk.
4: Yeah. Or or <laughs> not even letting Kaz know they're being teased with alcohol just in the vicinity. Right. Oh. Right. Um,
0: Bruce will happily clink bottles with, uh, with Flint while he's working and, you know, kind of pass the time just chatting about the various, uh, you know, sentience they've killed and, and beings they've murdered. You know, he, he likes that sort of thing.
1: So what is Bert during, doing all of this besides face palming? <laughs> Which I, feel like, I feel like Tom has actually, you know, assumed a semi-permanent state. I was a
3: baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess to start with, well, first I get Crusher settled, and then yeah, I would snag Cass's flask, my empty flask. Well, you haven't. It hasn't. It's not empty the first day.
2: Oh, you st- you stole it the first day? Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: No. Yep. Well, because <laughs> it was good. It was going to require alcohol to get the story out of Crusher. Uh yeah, and as far as you know, I'm the only one that has it. Right. That was gonna that was gonna require, you know, like I said. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll let you borrow the phone. You got ten minutes with it. Yeah. yeah. Poor, right. poor <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh so that I take it down and me and Crusher have a casual conversation in which I try to get the story out of it.
1: Crusher Crusher's pretty open and upfront about uh what happened. So he, he sunk a lot of his resources into his wedding. There was a lot of fun had, and he really enjoyed himself, even though one of his lieutenants tried to betray him. It was still a great wedding, but then the marriage quickly fell apart because apparently his bridezilla was just using him. So with all of those resources that, that he lost, because of all of the attention that he put into that, he was hoping to recoup some of his standing uh, within the syndicate power structure with a shipment of weapons that was going to be coming in that he he uh, got notice of. But some crew and he kind of looks around at you, cut him out of the deal. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. The problem being that uh, the Kita Marzo got the shipment. And Keita Marzo then armed up all of her crew and was able to really just socket sock to Crusher O'Malley and his and the Mafia. And so they just weren't able to, to hold their own. And then the added pressure of Baron Christensen with his forces coming in and putting pressure on, uh, on Crusher, he felt like he needed to do something to try and get an edge. And he realized that he could contact Saint, through an agent that he had discovered. And so that's what he did. He started working with Saint, feeding information about the Syndicate to Saint Command. Unfortunately, Baron Christensen found out. So that's why Crusher is on board the Leviathan, is he needs to get off of Echo. He needs to get away from the Syndicate. And at this point, he just needs to make his way to Young 3 and... Saint Command has said that there will be a ship, an Alliance naval ship at Yong-3 at some point to pick him up. Um, So he just has to survive on Yong-3 long enough for the the ship to pick him up. Should be easy peasy, peasy. people live on Yong-3, so it can't be that bad, right?
4: Uh, Flint's only reply is the at some point is going to be the problematic part of this venture. Does this knowledge get
0: passed around the crew? Like, do we all know? Like, oh, of course we all know about Young Three, but do we all know that? Like, hey, this is the backstory of why he's ditching and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I would brief you guys on it, pretty pretty quickly after I found it out. After we, after we, you know, I mean, I assume it'd be something that would come out little bits and pieces as we as we sit there and empty the flask. And uh, Kaz has
1: been to Young Three, right? Yes, he yeah. has. Yeah. So. It's been a long, long time for Kaz, but yes. Yeah.
0: Is is there any chance that as he's tinkering with this now disassembled gyrojet pistol and uh his his attempts at so as Bruce is McGyvering together these uh Boba Fett stuff sorry, these
1: Bounty Hunter-esque
0: There we go, Bounty Hunter-esque, thank you. These uh copyright neutral bounty hunter-esque cuff rocket launchers as Bruce is tinkering with these can he do any research on your own stage, kind of with his offhand just idly interested what kind of planet is
1: this uh, go ahead and uh, everybody give me common knowledge roles uh, Bruce you can uh, also do a research role if you're not happy with the common knowledge role that you get
2: okay give me one sec uh, I did a science role for the working on the distill okay, okay. What is the fatigue penalty? <laughs>
0: <laughs> does Bruce get any penalty to these rules? Because he's he's drinking with Flint while he does
1: this. Oh, dear.
4: I'm just providing the alcohol. Flint is drinking at a very normal James Bond-esque rate, really. I mean, Bruce is drinking at a,
0: you know, like, like, he's, a, like he's a car mechanic in an auto shop just on an off day. Sort of a... Tinkering with some stuff. Yeah,
1: part. yeah. Bruce is going to get a minus one to all of his uh, his awesome. smarts and smarts linked rolls. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Cool. Uh, common knowledge uh, for information about Jan. I've got I got an eight. Nice. Here's uh, one raise. Okay.
2: You want me to make that roll as well?
1: Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Flint. What did you get?
4: I got a five on my college common knowledge. For I got a five as well. Okay.
0: So I'm glad that you gave me the option to use research, because I got a three on my common knowledge, which would have translated to a two. But luckily, my research turned out to be an 11, so that would be a 10.
1: Okay, let's let's go ahead and start with Kaz. Kaz, why don't you describe your childhood memory of uh, of Yang Three there?
2: Well, what I remember of Yang three uh, well, it's a pretty nice place, you know. It's, uh, little placid, but uh, otherwise pretty great, you know, Uh, depending on, I guess, how you see placid places. Um, But, uh, let's see, it's uh, pretty well-developed. You know, a lot of people live there. It's uh, kind of this in-between between, between, you know, the Alliance and the Outer Rim, like the last bastion of civilization, pretty much.
1: Okay, and so Burke happens to know that uh, Young Three was, as uh, Kaz described it, that way before the Armageddon War. However, uh, on their way out of the system, uh, out of the Alliance space, the Nagatha decided to make a full-on assault on Young Three. Uh, they dropped several of their hive weapons there and basically dumped. All of their Dunar there, Are their Dunar soldiers there. In a fashion, you could say that Young 3 became the de facto Dunar homeworld, air quote that, because there were so many Dunar there. And But then the Alliance managed to, after a fashion, save the planet, but it is basically wall-to-wall, war-torn, destroyed... Uh, Post-World War II, European city, you know, shelled out cityscape, farmlands all torched. It was, it was pretty bad. Young three took the worst of it.
4: Could you give us an analog for Dunar, or would you consider them, like, more of the uh, next-generation Klingon species, or...?
1: The Dunar have, uh, the Nagatha required the Dunar to shave or cut their head ridge, which was like a, a fin. If you are familiar with dinosaurs, the Dimetrodon has a, a back fin that goes from head to, t- uh, to tail and at some point was like like three foot to six foot tall. And the Dunar have a fin that, uh, that grows uh, from their forehead to the back of their head uh, and about six, six inches to a foot, uh, foot tall. So basically they have a scaly mohawk, if you will, uh, they have red skin and they're physically superior to humans in a couple of different ways. But throughout the throughout the galaxy they're seen as the bad guys because a generation ago they were the the Junar were the Nagathas foot soldiers in the Armageddon War.
0: And the Junar are, are largely humanoid, right?
1: Yes, they're straight up they're straight up humanoid. They look uh, imagine a red skinned human with this uh, mohawk, if you will. Uh, this reptilian type frill uh, on their on their head
0: is it wrong that all i can imagine right now is angry zoidberg
3: there's there's a dc there's a dc comics villain that sounds like fairly similar to that so that's who i'm picturing right now
1: yeah but if you go to the star anvil's studio website on facebook uh, there's artwork for the uh, for the dunar um, actually if you google dunar d u n a r Generally, that's one of the, the uh, first images that pops up, at least when I do it, because I've Googled the image before. Um, but...
0: And the Nagatha, um, just for, for our listeners, could you clarify who and what they are?
1: The Nagatha were the, uh, were the bad guys in the Armageddon War. The humans basically created Alliance space, the Star System Alliance, <laughs> And uh, then they went out into the, uh, into the galaxy, started exploring, started meeting mostly peaceful races until they ran across the Nagatha. And the Nagatha decided that they wanted to conquer Alliance Space, uh, the Arusa conglomerate, as well as the uh, Sceptered Empire. And so there was this large war, a very destructive war, and uh, ended about 20 years ago. And the Nagatha, for whatever reason, just started disappearing. They, they were actually winning. They were, uh, they were close to destroying the Alliance, and then they just up and took off, and nobody knows why.
0: So this, this young world uh, is, a, is a war-torn and ravaged uh, Dunar de facto homeworld at this point.
1: Bert did know that, uh, that uh, the Dunar also, there's a program in place for trying to get the Dunar to a more hospitable world, one that you can actually grow crops on. But the planet itself, yes, it, there's there's still a large contingent of Dunar there. There's uh, all kinds of mercenaries there. Because of the large quantity of leftover Nagatha bioweapons there, there are some corporate and government research stations there. It's a very dangerous place to be, but it's also a very exciting place to be because if you uh, if you go there with a particular purpose in mind uh, for getting a pro- particular set of information, then uh, then you can uh, probably get that information and, and find somebody who is also interested in it and sell it to them.
4: So, I like exciting times and places.
1: And that is definitely Young Three.
0: So, what did uh, Ruse's research uncover
1: about it? That would be the war-torn aspect. Ruse is going to tell the whole crew that it sounds like a ton of fun.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And Flynn's is going to reply, Uh, do you mean Burke-style fun or you and I-style fun? I would like clarification.
0: Definitely you and I. Absolutely not Burke-style
3: fun. Um. (laughs) You know, listen, you two, I do like to get into fights, okay? (laughs) All right? I do like to get into fights. I just... Don't like to, you know what? I just drink. I just shake my head and drink. I do brief the crew on everything I know appropriately. So every so everything he told me that Burke knows the rest of you. I at least say it to you once, whether or not you listen. I'm I, I, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I I, I don't do diligence. I told you.
4: Uh, is there a way that I could do, because I rolled a five, but I didn't do anything specific, can I specifically look at security or defense as it currently stands for the planet? Like, what we might expect, uh, when we're in their airspace, that kind of thing? Or is that something...
1: Go ahead and and give me a research roll.
4: All right, let's see how I do. Oh, all right! Uh, I got, I got a success on that. I got a four, so...
1: The system itself has no standing patrols. It's it's considered wide open space. It's technically Alliance space, so the Star System Alliance Navy technically has jurisdiction over the system. But that being said, they don't have any standing, uh, standing forces there. At least, none on the record that you were able to find, and so the only thing that you really have to worry about is uh, the wild, wild west uh, type of bumping into somebody as you come or go from uh, from the system, and uh, then, of course, the whatever you find on the planet—a
4: wild territory. How fascinating! Ah, perhaps so I'm assuming that this
0: planet's hypernet infrastructure is largely destroyed. Then, right?
1: Oh
4: yes. Okay. Are you going to announce yourself to the whole world like you did? I mean, I was planning on it.
0: <laughs> if there's no hypernet, then I can't. Then I can't grace the whole planet with my beautiful bat-like face.
4: I mean, out of character, what you should do is like make a graphic of us Sailor Moon style and make each one of us like a Sailor Moon character, <laughs> uh, like magical girl transformation as like an introduction sort of thing. That would be hilarious.
1: All right, so uh, Catherine, did you make a, a, a still repair I, roll?
2: I did. Uh, Pending what drawbacks I have for fatigue, okay, uh, I have a four so far.
1: Okay, okay, you're you're fine. That that makes it a useful uh, useful batch. We 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 won't have the effects of withdrawal uh, kick in quite yet. He he does set it up before the the fatigue kicks in. Now the question is, how much are are you going to uh, have to give to Burke to keep him from losing his his (laughs) mind in deep space? Um, Anything else that you guys want to do, take care of uh, during the the trip to Young Three?
4: Uh, On the last day, as Kazrin is finishing working on the stiller making, whatever homemade concoction batch of whatever it is. Clint is just going to pass by with a glass full of amber liquid and drink a little bit and then just keep on walking and not say anything.
2: (laughs) I'm going to assume that was tea.
0: Throughout the course of the journey, all the crew members, but particularly Burke, will notice that the ship seems to be, I, I think changing might be the right word, around them. Like, they'll notice that wall panels might go missing there might be like raw wires sticking out of uh, a jumble of cables one, one day and fix the next or you know maybe maybe some technological part of the ship will work one day and not work the next or that kind of thing because Reus is just he's tinkering he's having
3: fun I'm gonna back you up there okay <laughs> because uh, I'm just figuring out the right I'm gonna say this is probably electronics wouldn't it be so I'm going to roll, because it's it's a chance that, you know, um, and it's the unskilled is at minus two, and I'm rolling a D4, so hey, you know, anything could
4: happen. Uh, and of course, Flynn's is going to ask for, uh, uh, are we redecorating the ship?
3: Okay, well that's going to change my target number. It's going to reduce my target number down by one.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um... I uh, I would occasionally ask Bruce, hey, you gonna get this panel back together? You, what are you doing?
0: Bruce is gonna go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm working on uh, improving the Leviathan's
3: infrastructure. That's all. You know. Okay. Give me a con. Give me whatever is a con roll.
1: That would be a persuasion.
4: Are we in, like... Deep hyperspace right now, like traveling like yeah, traveling yeah. nothing bad could hour. happen
1: while he's in the oh,
2: middle yeah. Of
0: messing with shit. So, my wild die on that exploded Jeez. that would be a
3: seven. Okay, well, I can still beat it with just a straight, you know, a, my
1: straight die. Well, and Burke has Burke's gonna roll his uh spirit, yeah, which Ooh. is a d8,
4: like a righteous anger roll right yeah. now, or something <laughs> like that.
3: So, he says that to me, and then I slowly turn around improving the infrastructure how
0: well you know i just i just want to make sure things a little bit better you know because i had this great idea for how we could get communications working a lot quicker between the between the cargo bay and the cockpit and i think i got it. i'm just tinkering with a few things to maybe maybe uh you know short circuit some of the places we don't use you know Um, And what Bruce is really trying to do is he's trying to hide the presence of the still as best as he can. He's trying to effectively make that an invisible place on the ship. Hide
3: the the still? I know about the still.
0: Oh, no, he's just trying to make sure that nobody inside or outside of the ship can readily observe that the still is there. As in, when you pull up a schematic of the ship, like from within it, it won't show that a still exists kind of thing
1: so instead of instead of sitting out in the middle of the uh, instead of sitting out in the middle of the cargo bay the still is going to be in the walls of the ship when you're done yeah,
0: yeah I mean as far as the as far as the ship computer is concerned yes
3: yeah <laughs> all right short circuit don't hide my while still. we're in That's space tough. that doesn't sound like a good idea by the way I rolled an 11 to for, for my <laughs> bullshit sense <so. laughs> oh no, hmm. oh, no. So I'm doing the full. It's 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 the full. You know, slipping into uh, to Bruce's personal space, looming over Bruce. So Bruce is going to sidle up to him like
0: real close, and he's going to go, "Well, don't tell anyone, but I had this idea. Here's what I'm doing." And he whips out his personal data device, and he and he and he shows himself. So here's the before, and it shows like he's got like can't like like a whole map of the ship with like the still right there in the cargo bay where you can see it with like freaking lidar or sonar or whatever and then he's got like his after where as far as the as far as the ship is concerned the still doesn't exist and he's going so that's where i want to be and this is where i am right now and he pulls up another map of the ship and on this one the cargo bay is just sort of this fuzzy staticky space so, yeah, and he's, he's so so that that's what I'm
3: working on. Okay, put stuff back together. We're not going to be fooling with this in space.
0: Oh, oh, I can put stuff back together. I'm good at that.
3: Yeah, put it back together. Get it working. Don't keep, don't take apart systems that don't need to be. We have to be functional. We're heading to a dicey planet. If you want to make those kind of modifications, we'll talk about it when we're in a, for us, nice planet.
0: Oh, absolutely. I won't make any changes that don't have to be made.
3: No. No, 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 no.
2: (laughs) Little did we know the TPK was going to be Burke
3: taking out the whole party. Don't make any changes that aren't repairs that happen as a result of battle. Define battle.
4: Lynn is just standing there and you hear that sound of someone where they're eating ramen noodles and like that one long noodle. They're getting (laughs) introduced to like a slurp. Just like right here. And Flint says, You know, if you had bioluminescence technology, you really could use that instead, just as like a hold. And then Flint just walks away, having Ooh. given that piece of information, and goes back to eating their noodle in a chair. And just
0: sees Bruce's eyes light right up. Oh, oh and Bruce is gonna say, Just had an idea,
3: and he's gonna run for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So I keep my eye out for you know uh, open panels and everything like that <laughs> and jump on him when I see them to put them back together.
0: So I do want to note that I did make a repair roll and that ended up being a seven. Um, so Bruce is going to do his level best to disguise any alterations he's making to the ship, but he's absolutely going to continue attempting that. <laughs>
1: okay. I need another uh, repair roll for the uh, rocket launcher.
0: Oh, fine. Okay.
4: Is there any point in this journey where either uh, Jolanda or Crusher O'Malley regrets their dis- their decision to be on the ship at this particular point in time?
1: <laughs> Crusher's just happy to be
2: alive. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know... <laughs> it isn't going to yeah. last very long with this ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jolanda, on the other hand, yeah, yeah... You see Jolanda walk in and out of the uh, the uh, cargo area, just shaking his head, going, oh, this is not good. It's not bad, but it's I, not uh,
4: good. Uh, Flint points at Jolanda and goes, you know what's funny? Burke has that same vein in that same exact spot, and it's pulsating <laughs> in that same exact way. Are you two related?
1: I don't think... Maybe... You know, with age comes wisdom, and uh, you either blow yourself up or you learn not to blow yourself up. And uh... Or you drink.
4: I feel like that costs extra a little bit, you know.
1: <laughs> it does cost extra. Wait, are you using Jolanda's line on me?
4: I would never. <laughs> Slips noodles.
5: Hi Rempcs, it's me, Remalternis, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com remalternus and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show.
0: So, Bruce has got a six on the cuff rocket launchers, but he's also going to add one thing in there now in addition to the cuff rocket launchers because because uh, Flint gave him that awesome idea. He's going to start working on an active camouflage system for the still so he can actually make the still effectively invisible to literal biological eyesight in addition no. to the computer systems.
2: I don't want to have to find my still. <laughs>
0: Kazrin will just be wandering around the cargo band. Ow!
2: <laughs> I think Kazrin's more leaning towards, it, like, well, oh, I'm going to have to start drinking medicine again.
4: What's great is that Flint didn't actually know if that meant anything. Flint was just doing it to have their own personal level of fun. That was <laughs> about as close as to a Ruse's sarcasm. So yeah. uh,
0: Ruse has a new project. He's now going to try to make this still actually optically invisible as well as uh, electronically.
4: Oh, no, if you can make it like the like the magic eye puzzles, so, like, you see a boat, and then you see a still if you, like, look at it a certain way. Oh, yes! Oh, that's brilliant. Do a magic eye. Can I do that?
2: Kaz is going to take what booze he does have with him to the medical bay, <laughs> keep an eye on the bread
1: box, and just drink. By the way, for those of you who skipped an episode, the bread box would be the... Um, The explosives, that each egg-sized explosive could level an entire city block, so. Yeah.
4: How many, do we have like a half dozen eggs? Uh, There's eight. Oh, we have eight.
1: Ooh.
4: Oh, uh, by the way, one morning you're going to walk into Med Bay and you're just going to find a third of a bottle of whiskey just sitting on the floor apropos of nothing that you definitely did not leave there. Oh, me. Uh,
2: I am getting old in my age. Maybe I did leave it there. <laughs>
4: I'm just going to
2: grab it and start drinking it.
1: Okay. <laughs> so. Awesome.
0: Six for the Cup Rocket Launchers, and uh, five for
1: the Magic Eye Still. And uh, give me a hacking roll. <laughs> Which one is this for? Oh. Uh... I didn't say what it was for. I just asked for a hacking roll.
0: <laughs> it was a two. <laughs> oh,
1: no. That is unfortunate. Oh, no. So you come out of hyperspace. Um, the the star system, you know, the star field comes into focus. You find yourself in the uh, real real world uh, physical space of Young 3 The planet is about a half day away. And all of a sudden, Bruce' access point for the hypernet starts melting down.
0: Oh no! Are you? Do you mean like metaphorically? As in, I start getting thousands of emails, kind of thing?
1: No. Oh no! Actually, your cyberdeck. Yeah. Slags itself.
0: Oh no! Oh well, that's bad, <laughs> man
2: meanwhile i feel like kaz at this point is leaving the empty the now empty whiskey bottle in the med bay and just glancing at it every once in a while I'll be like it'll refill it'll i'll just it'll happen and just hoping that the alcohol santa shows up at some point again
1: what is it uh in D has the uh, the uh, flask of endless water yeah yeah you're looking for the bottle of endless booze pretty much yeah
4: I, 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 I'm I'm sorry, Peter. This isn't Lion and Witch in the Wardrobe. There's no Father Christmas coming in to give you your sword in a sleigh.
2: I'm just saying, if when Kaz passes out in the bedroom, when he wakes up, he's going to hope there's suddenly booze back in the bottle.
4: There will not be. <laughs> Actually, no, it gets switched out for another bottle, but it's also empty of a different alcohol. And then the whiskey bottle leaves <laughs> the room.
2: Oh, this ship is cursed. (laughs) And then the mainframe melts down, so, you
0: know. So no more cyberdeck for brews, alas.
1: It's not like he needed it anyway. I
4: was going to say, is that important? (laughs) Depends on what he's doing.
2: (laughs) You kids and your internet. That's right.
1: So uh, Yolanda pulls out her cyberdeck. And uh, goes up to Bruce and says, "It looks like you're having a little bit of trouble there, bro.
0: A little bit." And he's gonna he's gonna eye her cyber deck, just sort of hopelessly, <laughs> jealously.
1: Uh, I if I had to put money on it, I'd say that you probably upset somebody in cyberspace somewhere.
0: Um, you know, that's that's a that's a possibility. Yes.
1: Hopefully, they didn't uh, they didn't ping your location when they nuked your uh, deck there.
0: Um, One would hope, yes. Unfortunately, without a cyberdeck, I don't have any way right of help.
4: Mm. Did anyone else hear that conversation? Where did that conversation take place?
2: Kaz sure did.
1: Yolanda makes sure to have this conversation basically just outside the chow hall so that uh, Burke and Flint could go ahead and hear it.
4: Wait, Flint is going to head for the crow's nest where all the shooting things are because that sounds like something that makes it seem like like having your weapons around is not a, not a bad idea.
3: Okay. So now, now I'm leaning in the doorway of the, of the chow hall looking at Bruce. Uh, what did you do? And at this point I reach out casually and just non-threateningly and say, come on in, you know, guide, you know, reach out around him, guide him into the chow hall so he can have a choice and as I'm guiding him, I grab a hold and don't let go, uh, <laughs> because every time we've had a conversation, you've disappeared. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> what did you do?
0: I mean, I, I've done a lot of things. Okay, what did you do now? Well, I mean, a- the Saints did bust me out of crying. Yeah, I know. I was
3: crying for a reason. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm understanding that. Now, first off, what happened? Your deck melted?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did. And somebody was responsible for that melting other than you.
0: Generally speaking, that that is the only way that happens. Yes.
3: So someone reached out to you over the hypernet and attacked you. Yep. Why would they do that?
0: Well, I mean, I was in cryo for a reason.
3: No, 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 no. They've had plenty of time to hit you before now. Why are they oh, doing it now?
0: Recently. um, There are a whole lot of possible reasons for that.
3: How? We haven't done anything as a team.
0: I mean, we are carrying a mob boss and an egg carton full of
3: nukes. Yeah, but why would they melt your deck? Because they can't track you once your deck is melted, right?
0: And they can track the ship. They can track the crew. Okay. You know what? This this was symbolic. This, this was not, this was a, fuck you, oh, sorry, bleep you, we know where you are sort of thing. And I don't know who's saying it to me. And there are a large number, there is a large number of people who it could be. Um, it could be the remnants of the Irish mob that Mr. Crusher is running away from it could be Baron Christensen
1: it could be the Belter's Minor Union the Void did,
3: did, what does he say Belter's Minor Union oh yeah yeah I'm absolutely going to mention that and at that point you feel your body shake because my arm twitches <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh no how is it them? We kind of settled everything up by saying we beat the crap out of you. Those guys believed me.
0: They might have. I'm not convinced they do, though. But then again, it could also be, and he's going to drop, does does Burke know who the Void is? Yeah. Bruce is also going to mention that it could be the Void. We have been making waves a little bit, and the Void might be aware that I exist.
3: So, what is our next step, then?
0: Oh, find somewhere to lay real low, um, somewhere without a lot of hypernet access, somewhere without a whole lot of uh, PR presence um, in the real world, somewhere where we can just be real quiet for a good long time.
3: You mean like the planet we're going to?
0: Yeah, actually, that's, yeah, yeah, that,
3: That's that
0: would be a good spot, yeah.
3: Tell you what. Go up, adjust our course, so that it'll take us a little bit longer to get there, but I don't want to come out where we were supposed to come out. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Perfect. All right, I let go of him. Bruce is going to
0: skitter on up to the uh, to the cockpit. He's going to adjust course now.
2: I think at this point, Kaz is going to be going back and forth from the med bay and the uh, mess hall and just be grabbing random little bits of food from the mess hall as it goes back to the bed.
0: <laughs> so, Bruce is going to adjust course, and as far as where we come out, did you mean, like, adjust course so we land on a different spot on the own three, or so that we actually exit hyperspace in a different one?
3: Exit hyperspace. Exit
0: hyperspace. Uh, GM, is it cool if we retcon that and so I can do that?
1: You can do that, absolutely. Yep. Cool.
0: Uh, what role would that be?
1: Uh... This is the fun part because they didn't actually add a navigation skill, so go ahead and make it electronics. I personally have made the decision that it would be either electronics or survival for the, using the navigation system. And so uh, if uh, if you're going to play in one of my Saints and Sinners games, then those are two two semi-important skills. But
0: Would anybody
4: like to assist me in this role who has either
0: electronics or survival?
4: Well, I'm currently up in the crow's nest, and I've just seen some very bizarre-looking creatures that I don't know if I should recognize, be unsettled by, or be firing on. So I am not in the uh, in the cockpit in order to. Yes. Up, okay. Um.
0: So I got a I got a flat five on that.
1: That's not a problem. You come out of hyperspace a little bit different, but still relatively the same distance from the planet.
0: Can Can we say like maybe because. We are talking space travel. It's not going to be difficult to find a spaceport. Um, and since we're, I'm assuming the Alliance Navy would have the ability to communicate with Mr. O'Malley, they wouldn't just be waiting at a specific spaceport for him, right?
1: Okay, spaceport is a very loose term for any place that you can put down a ship on the planet's surface.
0: Okay. Okay. So I was thinking, or my initial thought, and Burke, or Tom, please go ahead and let me know if your thoughts were on the same line. But maybe on the opposite side of the planet, instead of where we were initially planning on coming out.
3: I mean, it really doesn't matter where we end up. were We're supposed to meet up with them. We're supposed to meet up with them in orbit. Okay. With the crew that we're supposed to meet up with so we can destroy the nuke. Or not, the, not officially a nuke, but destroy the the weapon of mass. Yeah, yeah, you know, the nuclear the, eggs we got.
4: The right. eggs of death.
0: So, yeah, I'll just go ahead and pop us out on the, uh, I mean, equidistant from the planet from where we were originally yeah. supposed to be, just on
3: the other side. I just didn't want to come out where they would expect us to at this point. That way we've got, they're not going to just, you know, open fire
2: on us. Meanwhile, Kaz is sitting there building an altar to this alcohol deity that seems to be leaving things. There's like little poorly folded paper flowers and little bits of food. And he's just hiding in a corner waiting, seeing if something happens.
0: After Bruce adjusts course, he is going to message Burke like one on one. And he's going to go, hey, uh, hey, can you come up to the cockpit real quick? Uh, got something we might need to talk about and he's actually going to add flint in and he's going to go actually flint you mind coming down from the crow's nest for just just a sec here we we need to talk real quick
4: flint takes a picture of these quote-unquote space horses that look like uh that look like whatever uh the genius kid from digimon had but as demonic space entities uh tentamon i think it's Well, in any case, as reply, you're going to get not an emoji, but a picture of these purple flying, quote-unquote, space horses, for lack of better terminology. And then uh, Burke is going to receive a question mark emoji, uh, because Flint is not sure if this is a part of this space sector, and if they should know that, because John doesn't know Flint. Flint is not unnerved, but John is, so... Whatever should be happening next should be the move. I don't know what the move is. Okay, I head up there. Okay,
3: what's up?
0: Um, is is Flint going to be in there as well?
4: Um, you can you can shout up the ladder to Flint if need be, but Flint is waiting to hear about these resources before Flint makes any move.
0: Bruce, being the suspicious little you know son of a gun that he is, he's going to be real quiet about this whole thing. And he's going to be, he's, he's going to talk with Burke and he's going to go, okay, so look, I have this deal with Flint, right? Flint has contracted my services, specifically contracted them to make Baron Christensen's life miserable. So, and Bruce is going to illuminate Burke as to exactly how he's been making Baron Christensen's life miserable over the last several weeks. So it might be the monarchs too, but if it is, our boy Mister O'Malley there might be in a touch more danger than he thinks.
3: You don't have a deck, and there's nothing we can do about it, right? Right, right. Okay. So since you don't have a deck, you can't call. You can't make any more enemies. Oh. Correct. <laughs> until until we get to until we land. Correct. Oh, no. I mean I wouldn't go that far. But, okay. but you can't make any more enemies that aren't on this ship. There we go. There we go. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Okay. So so pretty much when we land, everybody could be mad at us. Except Crusher O'Malley. And except the crew that we saved from getting grabbed by that bounty hunter, mean guy with deer and nasty guy with the two lizards.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it.
3: Okay. So those, so we got we got um, we got two people who might, you might not have pissed off.
0: So far, so far.
3: Okay. I don't know how I'm going to impress on this on to you properly, but I'm going to do my best. Bruce, cut the shit. All right? We're close. We are so close to getting what we want and you keep fucking it up. So cut this crap out no more modifying the ship pissing people off give baron christensen a break until we can catch a breath
0: and Bruce is gonna point up to the to the gunners thing and he's gonna go you know flint is the one paying me for this talk to him if you
4: want to end the contract. uh at which point flint sends a question mark emoji again since he has not heard yes or no on firing on the space horse dragonfly creatures. And then a whale emoji for good measure to make sure you know it was not Flint.
3: Yeah. Wait, what the... What... Did you text that we were getting that we're... that we've got those flying around us?
4: Yes, I sent a picture of them and I'm waiting to hear if they're good or bad because I don't know and I don't know if Flint should know if they're good or bad. So I'm just sitting there waiting to fire because I don't know.
3: So at this point, I actually look at my comm uh-huh. and climb up the crow's nest to look.
1: Bert just comes up to eye level just to look out. But uh, go ahead and give me a notice roll there, Bert, because Bert doesn't have the rifle scope on Suzanne that uh, that yeah. Flint has.
4: See, that's why I always need a rifle scope.
3: I got a success, but no. Okay. But just, just a success. I got four.
1: So off in the distance, you see what looks like large flocks of big creatures, small creatures, it's hard to tell because the distance, you know, you're not used to the the scope on this, you know, the, the scope of the planet. And, uh, but there's large flocks of these creatures flying in various parts of the atmosphere on the planet. You realize that those weren't clouds, those were actually flocks of these giant dragonfly things. Uh, as you approach the atmosphere, one of the flocks actually starts coming towards the Leviathan. Just as you're about to make a decision about what to do here, the comms pings, and over the uh, over the comm, you hear uh, Sam Kincaid say, "Hey, partners, uh, where are you at? Uh, we made it here to Young Three, and we were going to give you some help, but uh, we're not seeing you on the scopes. Where are you at,
3: Bruce? Ping them back. Tell him where we are. An 11- common knowledge roll to, it's a non-common knowledge about what
1: the hell those things are. Those are leftover bioweapons from the Nagatha.
0: That's what you meant by hive bombs. Oh,
4: I don't care for them at all. I, like, do not, do not care for, but also don't know if I should be shooting them or yeah, not. Yeah,
3: don't shoot them. We're probably gonna go back into to orbit. Bruce, have you contacted the, uh, contacted them back yet?
0: So, question for the GM: So, when we're talking cyberdeck versus the ship's cockpit, are we talking like, say, an iPhone versus a desktop PC? As in, the ship would have hypernet access?
1: The ship has limited hypernet access.
0: Right, like like use, like using MS DOS versus using an iPhone, right? Kind of thing. Basically. Okay, cool. That was that was That was my thought. Bruce is going to be with one hand very busily trying to erase every last scrap of his presence from the hypernet, deleting any and all mentions anywhere, uh, scrubbing social media profiles, I mean...
4: So we're looking down the barrel of Vincent D'Onofrio bugs from Men in Black, essentially, (laughs) that are bioweapons. like... And did you not get the space horse picture that on your on your com that was sent to you with the whale emoji?
3: So I, I jumped down. Answer me! What the hell? Have you contacted him yet?
0: He's wiping his presence with one hand and busily trying to one-handedly type back to Sam Kincaid with the other. Little busy. Here's where we are, and gives him the coordinates.
1: Okay, just received the coordinates. Uh, we're heading your way. You guys ever been to yon Three before?
0: He's gonna add an addendum in all caps what the hell are those bugs?
1: ah you've never been to young three before Don't worry about the the flying critters because uh, we've we got a, a plan for keeping those off your back long enough for you to get to the planet's surface
0: oh that's good so Bruce is gonna turn to Burke and and yep Sam Kincaid says don't bother with them he knows where we are. He says he's got a plan to deal with them
4: long enough for us to get to surface. Flynn's voice carries down from the gunner's cockpit and goes, I am not comforted. And Bruce is going to yell back, neither am I.
3: Don't shoot them, okay? We don't need to antagonize them.
4: I'm not planning on it. Aren't these...
3: Wait, 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 wait. You shot everything else you had at the end of your scope. You're planning on not shooting these ones?
4: Well, I... I mean, they're not humanoid enough. They might spray acid. Do you want acid on the ship after Bruce has been dismantling it to make into a space convertible? Is that that what you're doing, Bruce? Ooh, space convertible. Do we stop
3: giving him ideas?
4: I'm sorry, I can't help it. I have an effusive personality. Also, I've been messing with Kazrin and switching around uh, empty alcohol bottles, so he probably thinks there's an alcohol deity on board. So that might be something to deal with in the future.
0: Definitely see over Bruce's shoulder as Bruce enters like in his in his in his personal data device, he enters space convertible in a notes app and Burke definitely sees that. Absolutely. Bruce makes no effort to hide
2: and then Burke has a stroke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Wow! You you see the uh, the lucky lady pull into uh, pull up uh, into a formation and fly parallel to you as you're you're keeping your distance from the planet, and you hear uh, Sam Kincaid's comforting voice say, "So, little primer about young three. There's some nasty stuff here."
0: And Bruce is going to text back all caps. You don't say.
1: And you get the images that I've just applied in the group chat, which uh, again are available at <laughs> Star Anvil Studios.
4: I just want to paint this picture for the audience. When I say M Men in Black, Vincent D'Onofrio, cockroach character, I am not messing around. It is the purple version of that or the evolution of Tentomon from Digimon. Like, I'm not messing around. That is what we're looking at in scorpion form, in bug form, in horse form, and I, for one, do not care for it.
0: <laughs> Basically, imagine the Zerg from Starcraft, but much, much worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I would like to thank Creator Brandon for all of this nightmare fuel.
4: Yes, thank you, Creator Brandon. I will not be sleeping tonight. Yay! <laughs>
2: It actually makes me want to go and watch Starship Troopers again.
4: Yeah. Oh,
1: the bugs were just doing bugs do. So, Sam says, "Okay, you guys, here's here's the primer. These are the bad guys. You want to stay away from them uh, as much as possible. There's enough laser fire and disruptor fire and grenades going off on Young 3 that it's probably not going to attract too much attention. Just shoot and scoot. That's that's the plan. Is you shoot, you scoot." Because what happens is, after the shooting stops, then all the scavengers come towards where the the noise was to pick clean the bodies. Sometimes for gear, sometimes for food, sometimes for the bodies themselves. Don't get pinned down. Don't try to do a dented attack on something, because it's just not going to end well.
4: Uh, Flynn sends the word swarm to the group chat, followed by a whale emoji.
1: But as far as getting down to the planet's surface the flying critters they like psionic people and we happen to have one of the premier psionicists in alliance space on board so what we're going to do is we're going to have him start um, doing his uh glowy mystical thing and so uh we're we're going to basically start attracting every single one of these flying things on the planet towards him because as far as we know there's no other psionicists on the planet
4: uh i i private chat jolanda to ask if they're a psionic and if that's something to be worried about because i don't actually
1: no jay is not psionic so cybernetic yes psionic no
4: John doesn't know the difference, so it's better to ask.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the plan for you guys, you guys being able to get to the planet. Um, shouldn't have any problems with any of the flying critters after you land.
4: Um, that was shouldn't have in air quotes. I just started doing air quotes around shouldn't have because I do not trust when a GM says shouldn't have.
1: Not every time the GM says something does it have a double meaning or a hidden meaning or a... I'm trying not to laugh when I say this.
4: I'm just generally suspicious. I can't help myself. Uh, so in the roles that we've done, do we know anything about the planet's atmosphere, if the land is safe to land on, or if it's like all jagged and we're gonna have a rough landing?
1: It depends on your notice roles, maybe even a survival role to, to find the proper landing spot. The electronics roles might be helpful. And uh, whoever's piloting will need to make a decent pilot role.
4: I'm going to come down out of the gunnery over this because there's too much temptation for shooting. So I will happily assist in piloting. Uh, But I guess I could pilot, but I only have a D4 on that. So
1: I think that we pretty much established that Bruce and Kaz are the uh, the two pilots. But Flint, as I recall, was, was helping with the electronics. To, uh, to use sensors to, to assist there?
4: Always and forever. And I got a four on electronics, so I was successful.
1: So then uh, the two pilots, uh, should, between the two pilots, you need to pick one as a main pilot and the other to be the assistant pilot. Uh,
2: who's coming into the med bay to get cas
3: I would run down there and fetch him. Hey, you, you passed out? yeah 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 like when you come in and he's
2: like kind of napping, slumped up in the corner and you see this little like altar around this empty bottle of like badly folded flowers and little food bits. Kaz does not look like he's uh, been doing well the past couple of days.
3: Okay, well, I grab him by his I grab him by his, his uh, well, uh, and give him give him the wake up shake. did did the booze come? the booze did not come yet we have to land oh, on the, the boo, come on. no right, more I'm going booze back. can come I'm and, going back. What? no more booze can come until we land the planet on the planet you gotta go up and help him land oh alright I'll lazily get up
2: and head over towards where the controls are the booze will show up once we land on the planet oh, oh alright and that'll definitely speed him up
4: so having a fun day Kazrin
2: this ship is cursed
4: it, is it? I couldn't tell don't look out don't don't look out the bridge viewer. Don't don't look don't look at the demonic space horses. Just just fly. Just don't
1: think the about what? It.
0: How did the magic eye still disguise
1: work out, by the way? Well, as far as you can tell, it's working great.
0: Awesome. So so like when I look straight at the still, it looks like just some assortment of random junk in the cargo bay, but
2: when I kinda side eye it, it looks like a still again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh being that My next source of booze is apparently on the planet. Kaz will definitely take the main controls and try to get us onto the planet as quickly as possible, especially with us being surrounded by space demons, apparently. Space demon horses. Space demon horses. And I assume I'm still under the influence of what little I had left. So I got
3: a total of a three. So what I'm assuming happened is Kaz ran into the cockpit, grabbed Bruce threw him out of the seat burke is right behind him caught him to set him back in the right in in, in the in the, in the like, i don't know, where bruce i don't got time for this i gotta do this in the assistant co-pilot spot so that he's in, in shape to uh to back kaz up mm. picture
2: kaz didn't even bother adjusting the seat to his size he just crammed himself into it to
4: try to pilot it on down he seems quite eager to land are we sure there's booze on this planet
3: Oh, there better be.
4: Um, you know, I look at
3: Flint straight on and give him the shut up look.
4: Flint sends you a whale emoji.
3: <laughs> That's fine. I send him back a don't fuck with my lies.
4: <laughs> uh, Flint sends you a whale with a Santa beard and a Santa hat. Who the
3: fuck taught you to send emojis?
4: Does Does Burke say that out loud?
3: Yes, he does.
0: Bruce is going to very guiltily look back over his shoulder from the co-pilot seat when you say that.
4: I am the whale, and the whale is me. Just Get this thing on the ground, then. And
0: Bruce is going to privately text Flint, send more emojis, I think he likes it.
1: And the Leviathan successfully lands on Yong-3.
4: And Kazrin goes diving into the planet looking for this mysterious uncle.
1: That was the Savage Echo campaign. If you'd like to know more about the Saints and Sinners setting, check out Star Anvil Studios online on Facebook or Twitter. The game was GM'd by Robert Wilson. Burke was played by Tesslin Kieran Flint the Marine was played by John McDonald, also known as Panabon. Bruce Wayne, Silent K's, was played by Brandon McKenna. Kazrin was played by Andrew D. Bryant. The podcast was edited by Ava Rogers. The sound effects were from zapsplat.com, and the music was by Dark Fantasy Studios.
5: You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia Archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay?
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.